0: for a WeChat workout. WeChat. Go
1: to the Cliff Central account. Tab connect. Then message to show.
2: On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. com. Good afternoon. It's a Thursday afternoon, which means another edition of Between Two Femmes. I'm Mabali Molloy. And
1: I'm Aspasia Karis.
2: Okay, Hello, hello You're looking lovely in your black cape and your black skirt and your black stockings and your black I'm just boots. like a
1: little witch today
2: <laughs> You look stunning The witch of the north <laughs> Well, if that's what witches look like, we'll take it Thank you very much um, okay. So, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to get straight into the women's news. What are you doing? You just turned oh, down the sorry. sound in my... Sorry, I'm trying to turn in my down mine. They're so loud. But I'll work it out. I'll work okay, it out. Maybe, maybe Duncan can come in and help us. I don't know which, <laughs> which knob you're connected to. It's
1: a knob. But,
2: and we're um, about to
1: discuss some knobs on, um, the women's news. Well, we? I mean, we, we usually just do. Just one, one big knob. We
2: usually do. So, uh, let's, let's get straight into it. Gosh, there's just so much happening. Yeah, okay. No, here we go. I remember Dr. Cindy talking about the story, and she was talking about it with reference to, and I can't remember which country it was, but apparently this is now also happening in South Africa as well, because it's been revealed that almost 500 women in South Africa were sterilized against their will. It's like a Nazi story. Because of their HIV-positive status. It's actually freakish to me. And the issue here is... Why are we only sterilizing the women and not the men? Because, you know, if if a woman infects a man or vice versa, then the men are still going out there infecting other women but it and was other also, men.
1: it was also the manner in which they were sterilized. When they were most vulnerable, most of these women were sort of kind of bamboozled into signing these forms whilst they were giving birth. So you're oh. going in. You're giving birth, and somebody bamboozles you into signing a sterilization form that you haven't fully comprehended what you're doing because now you're busy giving birth, which is pretty intense to start with. So
2: I find the whole thing shocking. I'm actually, yeah, this is devastated. I, I mean, I don't know the severity at which this is happening in the country, but you can you can very well imagine the kind of places that this is happening. It's probably in rural areas where a lot of these women, you know, they're disempowered. Um, they don't have anybody necessarily fighting for, them. for them. And they're probably, you know, they they probably have very little in the, in the form of resources and information available to them with regards to their rights. It's a complete, frank, it's if a complete you were, if you abuse of power. busy giving birth as I have done. I know all about this.
1: <laughs> and you, you are in your most vulnerable position anyway. You're already like sort of out there howling your guts out going, give me the drugs. Yeah. And <laughs> they're like going, okay, sign on this dotted line it's just actually unconscionable
2: and then what do you say on the other side of the hand where somebody would say yeah but at least we won't have any more HIV positive babies being born
1: well actually this is who we should invite to our show next week because I met these wonderful people from the Tomorrow Trust this morning whose specific work is on um, AIDS orphans and the outcome is not dire Hmm. Actually, it's it's very interesting. Firstly, research, and it's an amazing program. And so I say to them, people should have their rights, and they shouldn't be unilaterally removed just because you've decided you're a big knob
2: First and at form- the hospital. Yeah. First and foremost, people should have their rights. It's what the Constitution stipulates. But we'd love to hear from you if you have a stronger yes. view on this one. You can uh, but message it could us. It possibly be stronger than anything we said. But <laughs> now – You could message us straight through to Cliff's, our Cliff Central account. Um on WeChat or you can you can also call in or at six one triple five one eight nine. But speaking of knobs <laughs> um, Nobel Prize
1: winning laureate, Professor Tim Hunt, came okay. out and said this week, No 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 women and men in in, in laboratories should work separately from each other because Why? they are distractingly sexy, those women.
2: Oh shame! So he can't if, he can't control himself, they can't and therefore he concentrate. And
1: then when they take their glasses off, oh my word! Then he suddenly realises that uh, how even more fetching they are. Or maybe they're like laboratory goggles, in where it has caused a bit of a frenzy on the interweb. Well, I can imagine. Yeah, with a brilliant hashtag called distractingly sexy. Mm. So p- people have been calling for scientists, female scientists across the world to send pictures of themselves working in their laboratories with the hashtag distractingly sexy. Okay. It is hysterical, but also I love the fact that people have been posting sort of famous female scientists. So like Marie Curie hashtag yeah. distractingly sexy. Yes, yes. And they're owning it. They're like, okay, so you think we're distractingly sexy? Cool, man. It's just so disturbing you know, as opposed to distractingly sexy. I don't
2: know. Maybe I'm just a little bit too harsh on the guys here. But I always, I mean, whenever I hear a man or a guy saying, oh, I can't control myself, I always kind of look down on them and think, really, you're oh. an adult.
1: I mean, get a hold of yourself it's same, already. It's the same theory. as like sort of you must um cover yourself up so that you're not distractingly sexy. Yeah, look. The poor male population.
2: All right. Well, finally, um, the Catholic Church always in hot water uh, for, among other things, very, very serious reasons. I mean, their stance on gay relationships um, and then also the whole debacle that they are constantly dealing with with regards to child pedophilia. And so the Pope has decided that he is going to create a new Vatican tribunal section to hear cases of bishops who fail to protect children from sexually abusive priests.
0: I don't know, is suggesting
2: that the bishops weren't involved <laughs> no 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 there was there was an incident not too long ago oh. of a bishop who I think was asked to leave the church because he had been aware of
0: what was of an on. incident
2: involving a specific child and he didn't say anything, so then they asked him to leave so i i mean i've the think it's the Pope I should be doing so it's more it's positively.
3: about it's
2: about time that the Catholic Church started doing something about this this issue that they have because you know so often you hear you hear them talking about everything else but this issue they've got so much to say about homosexuality so much to say about marriage and this birth control springs to mind <laughs> yeah so well done catholic church and the pope let's get this thing working um we've got to take care of this problem we really do all right coming up we're going to be talking about
1: i'm so excited it's actually such a lovely show yes um we have
2: Dori van Lochenberg. yes we've got <laughs> Dori van van we've got Dory van Lochenberg joining us in studio today Dory of course uh, she's familiar with the little Cliff Central family here with us she is the content editor for Cliff Central um but that's not what she's here for no 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 not 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 that I do want to go into a song though before we get to this Well, she's
1: here let's just quickly say what Dory's here for okay and then we'll go to the song uh, okay she's well, here
2: for parkour well yes she is as for she yes, is here yes, for parkour yes. okay and we're also going to be talking to Vilma Lensink who is a freelance graphic designer um she's also into the parkour hugely into the parkour you know I remember They're show us how to do some parkour we might
1: be in our high heels what? today um, are you, are you? but they are going to demonstrate Dory sent me a like helpful video yesterday for starting okay. starting right, parkour. No,
2: you're feeling brave um <laughs> let's just let's just wrap up the women's news with this and then uh, we'll we'll talk to Dori and Vilma Okay, ladies. Welcome to our little, um, our hangout here on Between Two Femmes. Dory, Vilma, thank you for joining us this afternoon.
4: Hi Hi. Nice okay. To be
0: here.
2: So I remember that O'Neill, who's also, here, he's got a show here on Club Central. Yes, he, he did does. a little parkour stint. And to be honest with you, that's always been my view of parkour. It's like, ah, these strong guys doing things. That's kind of like what it's about. I thought it was like
1: sort of teenagers, urban teenagers He like throw themselves off buildings. <laughs>
2: Much, yeah. yeah, no, there I go. Uh, so so that is the case. <laughs> they do that, yeah. Okay. They and, do. <laughs> and do you two do that as well? You throw yourselves off buildings?
3: Once we know how to do it, we'll throw it. Well, we... I think Vilma's come closer than me to, to jumping off a building.
4: Yeah. Well, we, we cool. do it from the cat position. Let we don't just <laughs> jump off. The cat <laughs> position.
1: I love yes. it. They're going to show us
4: the cat <laughs> position. But here's my thing. Yeah.
1: Is what is parkour?
3: Exactly. Okay. I mean, <laughs> other than this particular like, sort of idea that it's just for teenagers throwing themselves off the building. Okay, so it's um, sometimes also known as free running, although the purists will tell you that there is a distinct difference between parkour and free running. Um, what is the difference? Okay, so free running is a little bit more expressive with a little bit more acrobatic style to it, so flips and things like that, whereas parkour is supposed to just be very practical getting from A to B getting over obstacles from A to B with no flips or fancy stuff. It's about getting there in the quickest time, whereas free running is supposed to be a little bit more flamboyant, showing off some skills kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I, I myself am more of a parkour purist just because I don't flip and don't really feel the need to flip. <laughs> I flip out quite frequently. But, <laughs> but that's, so, a, that's
1: a different conversation altogether. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, I always imagine that these are very important to skills to have now that we're like heading so dramatically towards the apocalypse, if we believe Absolutely, Mad Max yes. <laughs> If we think about all those films that we've watched with all these fantastic female heroines, mm-hmm. surely the time has come for us to embrace our inner Parkourians
4: and well. learn how to to basically Get out it, of a situation. Get out of yeah. a situation really well, quickly. Dylan once, our, our first instructor, he said something very um, inspiring. He said, if you're in a bur- bur- uh, burning building or something's coming down or you need to get away very quickly, you need to be strong enough to get yourself out there. And at the same time, try and save two, three people whilst you're getting away from the danger. Winter so is coming,
1: God damn
2: it. And we need to actually... <laughs> Save, save ourselves. So there is an yes. actual skill set involved here that really could help you possibly every, save your life and somebody else's exactly, life. Yeah. Okay, but, but let's talk about the the beginning though, because. On that first lesson, what, what will they make me do? Am I immediately going to jump from the no, roof to no, the balcony no, below me? No. No, not,
3: not at all. Um, especially, I mean, I call myself the eternal beginner because <laughs> I'm going very, very slowly and there's certain things I will not do and I, it's okay. Um, I'm just an absolute beginner. Can I do that?
4: <laughs> so I think everyone can do.
3: Um, you see, it also depends. I've, I've trained at a few different places and it depends on the instructor's style. But one of the first things you actually taught is is ha- initially how to fall
4: without yes, hurting yourself. Without a, that's the most important thing. They Which teach is a great skill to, skill to have. Much when I fell off that bloody horse,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mac,
4: And <laughs> my stable be and broke <laughs> my
1: shoulder. I was like,
4: oh, surely yeah.
1: yeah. some parkour would have helped with that. I
4: think it would have. You you would have naturally tucked in a little bit more um, and did more of a roll out of it, than just fall straight onto your shoulder. Yeah, no, I yeah. just thought. Oh, Do they, do do they,
2: do they teach you how to fall
3: while you're drunk as well? Because that... See, I think there's a thing called muscle memory. So if you do it enough times, the instincts will kick in even when you're drunk and I think you'll be okay. Yeah. All right. So when they're teaching you this, you fall from what height? I mean, oh no, we start, we don't start from the roof. We start from smaller (laughs) boxes, smaller boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, we, we (laughs) we practice outdoors at a park that has a lovely big sand volleyball court. So that's a lovely soft landing, um, initially um there's a lot, overseas especially, there's what, what's called parkour gyms, which are indoor gyms with mm-hmm. sponges and very soft landing things. And oh. um, there's, um, something it's called a foam pit. I'm repeating is, yeah. the purpose though, because I
1: mean, you need to learn how to jump off, like, you know, no, but what in the you, Hunger Games, you, you for need to example, learn. You, learn you need to learn
3: how to do it safely first. Yeah. onto soft and get the, okay. the safe surfaces, and then you can progress. Have, from you, there. have you girls progressed? now? tell us.
4: <laughs> what's I, the I hardest thing, thing you've fallen it? on? Uh, I've rolled over a concrete floor. Yeah, um, that yes. was uh, that was okay. On brick, yeah, on brick
3: and concrete. Because initially, you start rolling on grass, yeah, grass or, nice. or or in the gym, like on a soft mat. And, um, it's very intimidating to actually roll on, on, on brick or concrete. And do you, you eventually know? move on to like broken glass? <laughs> no. Sharp nail. <laughs> do they make you jump through flaming hoops? <laughs> no. It's not that kind of adrenaline. Okay. <laughs> okay. Vilma,
2: I remember when CrossFit started, it was this huge phase and everybody wanted to get into it. And then people started to discover that not everybody who was teaching CrossFit was qualified we to do yeah. so. So let's just talk about this parkour then. Um, I mean, how do I go about finding the right place and knowing that whatever I'm doing, I'm doing safely?
4: Uh, well, I know uh, we found CFC, and all the the uh, trainers have been trained properly. They've certified. Um, they train themselves uh, really hard, so they know how to to manipulate the body and who's strong enough in a certain area. and And they won't push you if they know you're not ready for it. But when you're ready for it, they're going to push. So, you. so, if, say
1: we decided to do some parkour. What? This video that you sent me, sorry,
3: the video was very basic exercises just to strengthen to your body for it. Those weren't any actual parkour things. parkour things. So what should what were
1: the five steps? It was do some squats.
3: Yeah. So what you want to be doing is strengthening certain. Especially you want to strengthen like the joints and certain muscles in the legs. So being able to squat for a long time will strengthen the right. body What is of your a long body. time? Like ten seconds. Well, <laughs> that that video said that you should be working up to being able to do it for thirty minutes. You should just squat for 30 minutes. Sorry, what? (laughs) I am not there. In the low squat or
4: the half squat?
3: No, the low. The
4: low squat. Oh, that's okay. For 30 minutes straight. (laughs) That's comfortable. You build it up, you build it up. You
3: start at 30 seconds and then you build it up and you build it up until eventually you're...
1: Okay, because I'm at a 10-second sort of maximum here. <laughs> but
3: and I'm amazed. always laughing at
1: myself in the gym because, like, I, I always suggest to my trainer that these are not ladylike positions that he's <laughs> no, trying to not. put me no. into. <laughs> what, what is it with the squat situation? Like, squat, squat. What are you? Really? Well, yes. It's very good for you. It is I very good know. for you. So he tells me. he so tells keep you young. Me. It will keep my ass looking like Kim K. Absolutely. That's the point. Yeah, well, that's the, the ass part. Well, you importance. see,
2: that's, that's the reason why we, we put ourselves through all of this is for aesthetic, uh, results. But
1: and that's so. That's I liked parkour. Well, it's that's not the for, thing. just
2: for aesthetics.
1: This no, is no, no, no. It's or,
3: fun. Yeah. You and also, yeah, fun. it's fun. It, it, a good way to keep fit that is fun, but it's also for it's me. It's for the winter
1: that is coming, people. <laughs>
3: just be prepared <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's uh, I like the idea of being strong and it's mm-hmm. a really good way to be strong. Because you can go and do – I mean, I I go to gym and I do yoga and swimming at gym. I can't stand the machines or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yes, I'll do my sit-ups and my push-ups and all that kind of stuff. But parkour works muscles that you you didn't know you had. I mean, I remember after O'Neill's little task, he he couldn't sit or walk or stand up the next day. And he's a strong guy. And he is a strong, fit guy. And I did say to him – No, shot I him. Said to him, we shot him sounds, last week. He was strong and fit. I that can exactly that. That sounds exactly right. Parkour will – uh, make you aware of muscles you never knew you had. It literally Which works ones? your entire Let's talk body. talk about the muscle oh, that you were um, most surprised.
4: I discovered a muscle in my back I never knew, and then calf muscles. Never knew they yeah. could be so painfully
3: I small. discovered muscles near my wrist after Who you, like you, after, syndrome, after, you hang, after you hang on a on a <laughs> bar for a while and swing. You're like, what is this in my arm? <laughs> I, I couldn't open a jar the next day. Um, so, yeah, so can you good. swing
1: from bars? Yes. yes.
3: It's, it's how long did it take you to get to swinging from both? Straight
1: We did it I can't.
4: So you must have like some serious already upper arm No, strength. no. We were useless in the beginning. <laughs> Whoa. We were, t- I mean, our, Push-ups are ter- were terrible, but they're getting a lot better What now, is the
2: secret of swinging from bar to bar? Just to release from the one bar and grab the next one that you're swinging to. <laughs> that would you think the secret is mudsy? <laughs> no, I've it's not. That stuff. There's, there's a lot of core muscle that's involved. In, there is in, a lot of core muscle yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: So it does help to have that. And I mean, at the classes that we go to, there's um a conditioning set that works all those muscles as well to get you fit so that you are able to do it without injuring yourself. Cause it's not about injuring yourself. It's no. not about being a daredevil.
2: But now Vilma, this perception that parkour is mostly for the guys. I mean, does that have to do with the fact that a lot of women are resistant to trying it out?
4: I don't know why women are scared. I don't know why. Because it is um, so much fun and so inspiring to see how these strong guys are able to do so much with their well, bodies.
1: Brad, Brad online. who's telling us we should also, firstly, he had something to say about the bishops and priests, which involves sterilization. Oh. <laughs> and I might be prepared to accept that sterilization as long as we got them to sign the forms openly, Brad.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah but
1: moving on, he said we should try Krav Maga. What is that?
3: That's krav more of a Maha. martial that's more of a martial oh. art. I don't know very much about it. I do have a friend who does it and she absolutely loves it. Um there's, see parkour has a little bit of influence from martial arts but not it's not quite the same. Krav maga looks a little bit what 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 videos I have so watched of Looks a little, little bit more a little bit more like um self defense type yeah. martial arts style. Um yeah, I'm not very sure about but that, here, but in apparently this it's instance,
1: great fun. If, if a gigantic sort of <laughs> large alien were descending <laughs> upon us... You're really worried <laughs> about the end I'm of the world. <laughs> I'm worried. Now, if... Because really, I mean, you can't watch TV these days <laughs> without... No, like, no, you know with what? The fear, the so fear <laughs> is coming <laughs> our way. It's
2: probably going to happen. But
1: now, say he's descending and like leaping forth out of his gigantic <laughs> whatever. Whatever Spaceship. large alien... Yeah, something big. and And... What would you do now
4: Run. with your new training? Right? <laughs> jump over the, the, the fences, jump over the rocks. You see, you be can to jump over. And, 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 yeah, and sure.
3: when you land, you can go into a roll so you don't hurt yourself, yourself or break yeah. any bones.
1: And just basically bamboozle the fellow into yeah, complete. It's, like,
3: wow, it's about getting it. over obstacles quickly and yeah. safely. That's pretty much And what away it's about. from them.
2: And then, from the aliens. And then when you're at home at night after taking a bath, is that when then the pain comes and it hits your body <laughs> Next and it's stoning. like, one,
4: Or sometimes two days later. I yeah, mean, you, wow. you know,
2: you, you're teaching yourself how to fall safely, but you're still falling. So Absolutely. So the I bruising mean, must be quite an adjustment to, to get used to or, I used or not to, so much.
3: When I used to roll, I used to have serious bruising on my shoulder in the beginning. Now... No, also, also yeah. because I roll better, there's no bruising anymore. But I think my body's just gotten used to it. Dori does
4: beautiful rolls, by the way. Very smooth rolls. So she, You can see she's not hurting herself. But Vilma, apparently you do this with your kids as well. Yes. My okay. my son, when he was three, he watched uh, Prince of Persia and he said, Mom, I want to do that. And I didn't know what it was called. So it took me about two years to figure out that it was called parkour. So when he was about five, six, we started. And um, we've been doing it ever since. So now my daughter does it with me. Um, so he's nine and my daughter's now 23. So at least there's three women a little bit older that don't really know what they're doing, but we try very hard.
1: All right. I think that's, it's super exciting, actually, primarily because of what you said, Dari, which is that you want to be strong. Yes. Me too.
2: So does that mean you run marathons?
1: um, I do, I do do run marathons, but I'm not strong like... If I was running the marathon, I'd probably outpace the alien in the long term. But then you I'm wouldn't be able, to, be able to climb just, over I, the wall. You know,
2: But I wouldn't be able to climb over the walls. Yeah. So I'd be running, running, running. <laughs> yeah. And when an alien knocks you against something, you wouldn't know how to fall, fall properly. So basically, you need a combination of it all.
1: I need some strength. Brad says we should also go look at primal gym. That's what Brad said. All right. Well, thank you, Brad. Well, we recommend uh,
4: Parkour because it's outside. I think I like the the fact that we're outside. That's that's definitely Uh, one of the folks. I've I've seen you you go in the rain. Uh, Yes. When when it snowed, they did Parkour. We didn't go. Mm. We weren't that crazy. But they did it in the snow. Oh, that's a but new level. But it's fun because you just uh, exposing yourself to the because elements the and realizing. the winter is
1: coming. Need I repeat this ever again? <laughs> All
2: right. That's why you need to go parkour in I the absolutely snow. Absolutely
4: get used to be,
2: being cold or wet mm. or All right. So, well, thank you very much, ladies. Um, are we going to try? We're going to try Hit a song now surely. No, are we going to try The parkour? Oh, we're going to try that too Okay,
1: yes. okay. yeah We got a story At the Cliff Central party oh. And this is I'm easing into it So she is sending me The videos Then I've had her On the show
2: So that she can Explain
1: it all to us Did you
2: rope me into it When you promised To try it out?
1: I can't really say <laughs> how sober I was at the time.
3: Okay. All but
1: right. See, so I may very well have roped you into it. Let's, okay. l- let's
3: go with yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Uh, Vilma and Dari, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. It Thanks. does sound exciting. You know what? I'll try anything once. Good. Not drugs, but mm. this I'll try. Good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank Yay. You. Thank you. Oh this is um yeah, this is quite finishes. sweet. That's that's Non-cupiry. divine. This is, yes, um that things we do on the weekend. You recommended that us I yeah. love that song. It's very nice, it's delightful. Um You're still with Between Two Femmes here on Cliffcentral.com and joining us now we've got Doctor Claire uh joining us in studio. We're going to be talking about skincare.
1: We are talking well Doctor Claire is the founder of Ordinary Skin Care. Yes. And she'll tell us the name. The reason she called it your ordinary skin care But quickly we should just say that she's Dr. Claire Jamison But everyone just calls her Dr. Claire And then I teased her, I was like Is that like Dr. Eve? I
2: I <laughs> would have so much fun calling you Dr. Jamison I mean it's just kind of like It's great
1: I think Dr. Claire though is kind of delightful Dr. You, Claire you Jamison, started, thank you for joining us Yeah, and she started the Well Woman Practice Back in the day
0: Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say the yeah <laughs>
1: And <laughs> And, and now you've moved on to skincare via fruit farming. That's right. But um, tell us why ordinary skincare.
0: Well, ordinary skincare is extraordinary. Basically, I went into skincare because as a as a doctor, I specialised in well woman care, and I was very fortunate. I was in practice for a long time, and I managed to see or partake in the ageing of my patients. And I don't mean ageing in a negative way. Mm. But in a positive way, and I used to think they got more and more beautiful as they got older. Um, but then some of them started coming to me with skin complaints. And then when I started with skin complaints, I realized we all had one thing in common. Yeah. We were putting new fancy anti-aging things on our skin. Is that the problem?
2: Because they sell it to us so well, Dr. Claire.
0: Oh, they do. Oh, they do. We have two marvelous women who l- taught cosmetic people all about marketing, Helena Rubenstein and Elizabeth Arden. Um, And, you know, they cottoned on quite quickly to the doctor medical side of things, the blatant lie kind of things. Um, And more importantly, really, that women didn't want to age and they wanted to be beautiful. So they were prepared to buy the myth.
1: So what is this myth? This myth is that we can actually slap something onto our face and it will like sort of... Make us look fantastic in two weeks?
0: Is that a myth? That is a myth.
1: <laughs> is that just because I'm feeling quite devastated here? I just won't lie no, to you. That's, that's I'm a like, myth. what do you mean? That's, that's a myth. It's a
0: dev- devastating myth. Um, but no, I love it. I love that myth. No, because aging isn't a shameful thing. Aging is, is a gorgeous thing and I think we can all age with Terrible disgrace and grace at the same time. We don't have to mutilate our skins by trying not to age.
1: What so, were the sorts of things, sorry, mm. that you'd seen? <laughs> I keep on interrupting yeah. my body. <laughs> what were the things that you were seeing that were happening to people's skins that were not good?
0: Dermatitis, um, allergies, acne rosacea, um, and lots of things that uh, have be, are associated with hormonal changes but actually have more really to do with, with what you put on your skin. Um, You know, currently about 50% of people self-report having sensitive skin. Um, About 25 to 30% of people actually have eczema. Um, And that means that the barrier of the skin is not as, I suppose, contained as it should be. And so more allergens get through the skin. Um, So we need, you know, we need skin care, but we don't need to put things on our skin. So we, we make an ordinary cream.
2: When I go to the spa and then they want to do a whole face mapping thing for me and then they prescribe seven different products for me, which cost way too much money, are you saying that none of that is necessary?
0: I'm afraid so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not even the face mapping?
0: No. You know, it's very difficult to say. I I don't think it is necessary. Um, You know, you just have to look at the vast numbers of people living in the world who don't have access to a spa at all. Um, And some of them have beautiful skins because they don't mess with it. So no, I I don't think it's necessary and I think the fact that you spend a lot of money is in fact the kernel of the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, You know, the the good things about going to treat yourself is it makes you feel better about yourself. It gives you confidence, you walk out feeling, looking Mm. and smelling Mm. glamorous. Um, Whether it's worth paying a fortune for, you know, it depends on on your bank balance, I suppose.
1: Mm -mm. But, okay, when we talk about ordinary cream. What is this ordinary cream? What is in it?
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the ordinary cream is extraordinary. Um, The thing is that nothing active is in it. So it is a plain, ordinary moisturizer. It moisturizes the skin and keeping your skin moisturized is the answer to keeping wrinkles at bay. Really? Really. Is that
2: it? (laughs) Okay, well now, now I mean, I was going to ask you when they say reverse the size of aging isn't that another myth because technically you can't stop aging it's happening it 's happening every single day of our lives. So when you say that it keeps the wrinkles at bay uh, dry skin
0: wrinkles you know, okay, yeah, you can see I'm sure well you know being in Johannesburg, mm-hmm. I look at my face every morning that i've been here for the last week, and it gets more and more wrinkled by the day and the dry weather uh-huh. um. But of course when I put the ordinary balm on it It just immediately reverses those wrinkles But that's not aging, that's dryness
2: Oh, okay
0: uh, how, how,
1: how This morning I mean I was at the Very um Spa we speak of <laughs> Having a quick intervention On the eyebrows <laughs> Which mine tend to like sort of You know, grow quite dramatically Straight down to my eyelashes And so I have to like, you know Open up the eye, as they say. And whilst we were doing that, which is terribly uncomfortable and always awful, I hate this bloody grooming. But my point was <laughs> that the lady who was doing the grooming was telling me that, um, they have a doctor who comes in and does Botox for patients and that, and fillers and that they had a 16 year old last week who had come in for early intervention. She mm-hmm. was, Pumping been, up her lips, and, 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 and she's done it should, two should, weeks before. I was like, okay, this is where I have to say, much as I like the squats that Kim Kardashian has introduced to my bum, mm. I really object to that Jenna family doing that stuff to that girl's lips mm. and allowing it and creating like a sort of environment where this stuff is natural and considered normal, that at 16 you're already intervening. At, you're at the height of your beauty. I mean, I can understand how people who are of a certain age might start feeling, well, I really need to kind of hold off this this terrible thing because our society values women who are young. But I can't understand when you're sixteen.
0: I think what what's happening is the society is no longer valuing even women who are young. Um, you know, the, the 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 trend towards cosmetic surgery and intervention is getting younger and younger. Uh, you just have to walk through the aisles of a supermarket to see people, women who, who just don't really resemble a normal human face. But the, the bottom line really is it, it stops women from being happy with who they are.
1: Hmm. I, I mean, mean, if you're unhappy with your lips at 16 and the world is also telling you and praising the fact that like, it's okay if she wants to have, you know, different lips, that's cool. Do it because, you know, there's no judgment anymore about that stuff, but the judgment is before, is in the step where you stop looking at yourself and see a beautiful 16 year old. Uh, you're well, seeing imperfections.
0: Yes. And I think that's a really serious indictment of our society and of, of modern, modern life.
2: Dr. Claire, I want to talk more about the supposed ingredients that end up in the products that we put on our face because I get the sense here that we, you're talking about going back to more natural products. And so, when my face wash has micro beads, this and proactive that, are you saying that n- none of that stuff is necessary? My skin doesn't actually need it. What kind of ingredients do our skins need?
0: Um, you know, that's a very difficult question to ask, um, or to answer, I should say, because really and truly our skin is a magical organ. Um, it stretches and it shrinks and it. Keeps us in touch with our environment. It breathes. It keeps our temperature under control. It transmits information about ourselves. You, know, you can look at someone and you can see they're looking ill. You can, they're cultural clues. Um, you know, all sorts of things. And the skin really is quite good at looking after itself. I think one of the things we do wrong is we, we expose ourselves to external environmental factors. For example, the sun, um, then internal ones like smoking, mm. um and all these things that are bad for our skin and then, and then we need, need to intervene. And, Please and
2: don't uh, say drinking, <laughs> you're gonna crush Aspasia's heart.
0: I have to oh, tell you. Personally, my belly's heart! But if you'd like oh, to-
1: know. our mutual <laughs> heart! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm already crushed, I, I'm I, crushed I, at the I, moment.
0: I, I'd, I'd just like to say that I believe that the best antioxidants for the skin, um, are in wine.
2: Okay, <laughs> Oh, good. We'll say <laughs> red wine or white wine?
0: Yeah, either. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic. Excellent. You okay. can stay. You can <laughs> stay, <laughs> Dr. Claire. Yes, so you were saying? Um I was saying, I'm sorry, I've lost the, <laughs> lost the uh, thread. I'm we, thinking you know, of my No, so you
2: were talking about the external environments and how that impacts the skin. Yes. And that, that's when you started um, talking about the smoking and the…
0: Air conditioning, yeah. flying. You know, aircraft, the inside of an aircraft is a very bad for your skin environment. Um, what should
1: you do? Because I fly a hell of a lot. I feel like I, I could be an honorary
0: <laughs> air host. You, you need to look for a plane bomb. P-L-A-N-E or P-L-A-I-N. It depends on, <laughs> on, on you. But, yes, I think a bomb and, and I always embarrass my, my family enormously by wearing a scarf over my face because if you breathe out, your, your air is, you know, your breath Moist. is full of moisture. And I cover myself with with balm, and I cover myself with creams, and I don't wear makeup, and I look terrible. I've never been upgraded. I'm sure that's why
1: you do not look terrible, Doctor Claire. <laughs> I think Doctor Claire speaks of her air travel persona. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, I got confused there for a second. Do you do this on the
2: short haul flights?
0: Um, I'm afraid I do. <laughs> when, I'm feeling
2: I should start doing it myself. When I read online about homemade remedies for facial masks, like mix lemon juice with turmeric and honey and it will do this for you i mean is that stuff that i can keep doing because i'm all that for all for that natural stuff
0: you know i think that stuff's a lot of fun and it's also good to spend time on yourself yeah and it's good to to do things that aren't expensive and yeah and i think there's a lot of there's a lot of good things in home remedies you know beeswax and olive oil has been used um for probably six thousand years or more as an emollient um and it's only really in, in modern times that we've been adding all these anti-aging high tech peptides and amino acids and things now into I, creams. I read something that,
1: you know, and, and I found it so interesting because obviously people are claiming that like you can have Botox in a jar and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, here's my question. Does this stuff actually penetrate your skin? Because there's, I, I thought these, these, a lot of the stuff that they put into these creams is actually just too big to get through.
0: That's certainly true. And, certain, and with some skin lightness, for example, the ones that supposedly work often don't cross the, into the skin cells. But the skin's very absorbent. And my interest in skin became really apparent when I started investigating a transdermal hormone preparation. And it was quite interesting because now you can do all sorts of drugs transdermally without going through the gut. And it's very, very absorbent. So it's you put it different. on
1: your skin and in it goes? Yes, like
0: yes. And so you, you, don't, you can use sort of, I suppose, very briefly, you can use less hormone by putting it through the skin because it doesn't get degraded in the, in the, in the gut on its way to the liver.
2: You know, I'm sometimes guilty of neglecting the rest of the skin on my body because you kind of just focus on your face and you think, oh, well, that's the first thing that people see about me. And unless I'm taking my clothes off in front of you, um, you're not really going to, you know, you're not really going to see the rest of my skin. But I am guilty of neglecting, you know, just like paying attention to, I don't know, my, my hands get dry in winter, and then I just kind of like go, eh, whatever. Yes. Um, those ashy heels. Oh, ashy, that's not a word for p- person problem, is it, though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the
3: dry, dryness.
1: I mean, it's, I can never get out of my mind that uh, terrible uh, advert on TV with that lady <laughs> with the heel. Yeah. Oh, but, but, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's yeah. actually
2: shocking. That was shocking. But, I mean, skincare should really encompass the entire body, because our entire bodies are covered with this stuff
0: yeah it's the biggest organ in the body. Um, but I think we all need to be kind to our skin and by, by you know just be aware of it and respect skin. Um, it, it works really hard and does, actually doesn't need a lot of help. It really doesn't need a lot of help to keep, to keep in good shape.
2: Now speaking of respecting skin, Dr. Claire, um, we have this unfortunate trend where um, a lot of women who are not necessarily happy with their skin tone, mm. dark-skinned women um, will use, you know, these skin lightening products in the hope that it will change the complexion of their skin. Uh You get women who advocate this and they say, yes, well, it did work for me and I look great now. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you get, you know, the unfortunate women whose skin, I suppose, just rejects this kind of treatment and really suffers horribly. But I mean, skin lightening products in general are they just a bad idea a big no-no or is it is it kind of does it depend on who you are
0: you know it's never that simple really because it it doesn't really depend on who you are but it depends on what the problem is and what you're using to treat it if you've got bad pigmentation marks for example brown skin develops hyperpigmentation, which means it gets darker when there's inflammation. Yeah. Mm. Then obviously you want to smooth it out and clean it. Mine does that it, a lot. You know <laughs> <laughs> and then you get melasma, which is basically brown staining of the skin, which can it is much darker than the other skin tone. And that happens you know? when
1: you're pregnant a lot.
0: It does, yes, it does. Um and you know it, it gets worse with sun. But but so it depends on what you're trying to treat. Are you trying to treat scarring or something that makes you unhappy? Or are you wanting to just lighten your skin? Um, what are you going to do? Are you going to use proper, you know, proper products or are you going to go and buy cosmetic products? Um, you know, many, many, many skin lighteners are actually quite bad for the skin. And there's the famous hydroquinone. Um, and now it does work. It does lighten skin. And if you've got a hyperpigmented patch or a part that you want to make your skin tone even, it works. But in high doses, it can be really, really bad for you. And then you have to start adding cortisone. So, yes, it works. So so if if there's a need... Then it's a good thing.
2: And doctor, in I mean, in the most basic layman's terms that you can explain it in, because you know you are a medical doctor, what exactly is the stuff doing to your skin that it actually lightens it? I mean, is it what is it stripping things out of your skin? What what is happening there?
0: Some of them strip your skin. Some of them um, actually interfere with melanin production. So then they strip the top layer of skin, stop melanin production, and the bottom layer comes out, um, not as pigmented. But, of course, it can cause inflammation, and then you get the pigmentation happening again. it gets darker but that 's effectively what it does. The most of them just target the production of melanin, and um, some of them do strip your skin.
1: Is there a pill that you can take because I heard that you know people were taking pills in order to lighten their skins
0: um there are there is one particular product which they do use um in the pill in pill form, but it gets degraded in the gut and it doesn 't get absorbed. <gasps> But you know, I think to put it into into perspective, in Roman times, Egyptian times, um, and even in the fifteen hundreds, Queen Elizabeth I um, of England was one of the famous sufferers. Women were putting lead on their faces and Why? mercury, um, and they looked pale because they wanted to be pale and interesting. They used to bleed themselves out so oh. they became anemic, um, and it of course leads to
2: madness It
0: does They would get neurological (laughs) problems Their hair would fall out Their teeth would go black And they would die
2: Oh my gosh
0: And they knew that it was bad for them
2: But But they they still did it continued to
0: use it They did indeed
1: And essentially because we're always chasing this dream This idea So how do you age gracefully? I mean that is a question in, not, a society, sure. in a society, we're really, I mean, we'll all be around until 150. <laughs> I hope not.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, Google actually, is researching, no. so <laughs> now we're going to have to stick around. Oh dear. Till we're all ancient, you know. Well, as, ancient. As long as Google can design nanobots that I can put on my face and they, they just iron out my wrinkles, <laughs> then I'm happy to live for no, another 150 no, I think, years. I think your
0: wrinkles tell a story and they can be absolutely beautiful. Uh, I just think that the, the way age is to to age in an ordinary way you don't need to be or do anything extraordinary to be extraordinary
2: dr claire does <laughs> does i have to ask this question because you know it's a little perk that we sometimes like to throw <laughs> around but some people have said to me no it's not true does black indeed not crack let's talk skin types <sighs> here Black women in aging, uh, Caucasian women, Indian women. I mean, just lay it out all for us.
0: Well, if you want to be beautiful when you're older, it doesn't matter what color your skin is. But I can tell you that many, many of my black patients or brown patients used to say to me, what's with this white woman's obsession with anti-aging creams? Mm. I just want my skin to look nice. I just want my skin to feel comfortable. Mm. um so there there is a difference mm. there is a difference. I think you know genes are really important in aging um, and some Caucasian skin, especially people who really fare, come from the far northern climes, no pigmentation, very little melanin. Their skin can be more fragile and thinner, especially and in
1: our climate
0: yes, yes, harsh, harsh lots of sunlight yeah, look, sunlight damages brown skins, you know Asian skins, white skins. Um, sunlight can be very aging, but there's no question that the darker brown your skin is, the better protection you have from sun damage. It doesn't mean you 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 are free as, and you shouldn't be using SPF sunscreen. I think
2: that's important to say because a lot of a lot of dark skinned people think that they they can get away with not wearing sun protection. Yeah. That, that's just not true. That's
0: just absolutely not true. No, that's not true. You need to protect your skin from the sun. You know, I was thinking
1: as you were talking about your little microbeads, mm. um, in your wash, mm. in my <laughs> face wash, in your face wash, two things are springing to mind. But the first was that all those microbeads are apparently going into the water system.
0: Yes. The non, the non, non degradable ones. Oh. Absolutely. And so, in fact,
1: we're washing our faces thinking we're like exfoliating beautifully oh, and blah, blah. Dear. And we're actually, Damaging the environment. Yeah, yeah. How do you know when you look at a, a packet, a packaging, which has like information on it, how do you know that they're biodegradable microbeads that you're putting on your face?
0: It's very difficult to tell. Um, we we use microbeads or, or little round beads, but they wax and they, they do dissolve. Um, but it's very difficult because packaging, you know, ingredient lists can be manipulated quite carefully. And you have to know really what you're looking at. Um, I always like to say to people, look at your ingredients. But, you know, sometimes you, you, you're reading a hundred different ingredients and you don't know what's what.
1: Yeah, you know, None of them make any sense no, to me. No, I mean, there's like no. all the flocks of moxide. Exactly. exactly.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I think it's it's important to look at a short ingredient list. And um, it it is more and more companies are taking microbeads out of their exfoliators. But the, the real thing is you should be washing your face with a very gentle soapy, creamy kind of how thing. often
1: should be you be exfoliated? Because now there's a big trend in like sort of electronic equipment
0: Yes. Yes. Thinning the skin.
1: Is it thinning the skin? Yes. Is that not how often should you be using your brush?
0: You know your skin I well I don't have one. But <laughs> Your skin, <coughs> sorry, does shed I have naturally. one. I'm
1: coughing <laughs> strategically into the microphone.
0: Okay, all right. Well,
1: <laughs> getting my um, advice here. Yeah.
0: But your skin shades itself. You know, you shade your skin quite regularly, and it replaces itself quite regularly. Um, so exfoliation, really, you know, it could be once a week. Some people may want to do it once a day, uh, but it isn't really, it isn't really important or necessary to do it every day with harsh enzymes and microbeads and little things that cut and slice and strip your skin um, so I, I just think it's a matter of being sensible
2: Dr. Claire. I was once told by a beauty therapist um, because I particularly have a problem with oily skin and then in winter it goes very very dry yes and she said to me that I needed to stop washing my skin excessively because, you know, you, you wake up in the morning, you wash your skin. Then sometime in the afternoon you go to gym, so then you wash it again. And then, you know, you're putting the makeup on, so at night you've got to get home and wash it again. I mean, is there a risk of actually washing your skin too much, and can that be bad for you?
0: Yes, I think, I think that's true. I think you, you can. You strip the lipid mantle of your skin, and you strip its ability to protect itself. And water is often quite good enough to wash your skin with. You know, I'm just. If you're wearing I, a whole bunch of makeup, <laughs> it should come off with water, or you shouldn't be wearing so much. No, but I think that you can. She's you can. <laughs> <laughs> you can remove your your makeup quite safely using soft creams and and you know nothing too soapy. You need to avoid strong harsh detergents. You need to avoid washing your skin and stripping it all the time, um, because it 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 does. It stops the skin from protecting itself.
1: I want to ask a question because you spoke about it before, and I think we we're rapidly running out of time. But yeah, there the, were you you were talking about people who had developed acne in midlife or later on when they were thirty, and
0: but that's acne rosacea, which is basically a red sort of rash, not proper acne.
1: Oh, but there's also a whole lot of acne. I mean, yes. around with people who are not teenagers.
0: What Indeed. is going on? What is that? <laughs> it's it's perfectly normal. Um, you know, acne is very much hormonally based. Um, and when your hormones change, it, you know, you are more predisposed to acne. Again, it's genetic. It depends on um, allergies and depends on your skin sensitivity and your hormone levels. Um, it doesn't depend on how much chocolate you've eaten. Ah. Acne rosacea? Acne rosacea is more of a a dermatitis really it's more of an allergic response or a sensitivity um and and less of an acne and you, you see it quite a lot you know I, I always notice it this is terribly mean but i always notice it on on older men in supermarkets with huge big red noses oh i thought that was <laughs> <and I'm laughs> another <dying> problem to, <laughs> No, a different problem I'm that's to that's drinking treat it. is that the acne can rosacea? you treat it Yes, you can. You can treat it. it. It's very effectively treated with antibiotics, actually. Oh, really? Um, but also avoiding putting stuff on your skin that makes you sensitive.
2: Actually, Dr. Claire, one last question because then we really do have to wrap it up. Um, makeup, yay or nay? Because you have those people who say, oh, it's terrible for your skin. And then others say, no, these days makeup products are infused with the kind of ingredients that actually benefit your skin. What do you say? I love the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Is makeup bad for me?
0: I think makeup is fun and it's cool. And there are people who can't wear it. And I do feel sad for them. But I also think that it can be overdone.
2: Okay. Well, thank you very much for giving us uh, everything that we need to know with regards to our skincare, Dr. Claire Jamieson. thank you for joining us this afternoon. Lovely to be with you two femmes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week Thursday with another yes, edition of Between Two Femmes. Thank you, Aspasia. Thank, thank you. Mubs. dot com.